I'd rather set fire to my toes. I'm ready. Let's do it! Welcome one and all to episode 275 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and we're switching things up here. Uh, For those that don't know, I was doing a Fireside pre-show. Fireside is a really cool platform. It's a social audio platform, which works really well, but doesn't. (laughs) And I'll explain why. They give you a cool setup where you can have people come up on stage and chat with you and really not have to work out any, any of the setup that like what I normally have, which is a little bit more DIY in the sense of how it works. Uh, There's a lot more gatekeeping involved as well because they don't just let anyone involved or anyone get involved on that platform and you have to be approved and you have to say so-and-so sent you to this platform on and on. It's only for Apple devices and it just felt like it wasn't there yet so that my audience or people that weren't in my audience could participate. You know, Um, I spent, I don't know, quite a few months, maybe even a year using it. And it just was not working out. I was getting the same three patrons, which is awesome. I mean, they're my diehards. It's Johan, Jeremy, who you'll hear from today on the show, and uh, Brad Dahl. But no one else because, A, people aren't on Apple devices, and B, it wasn't generating the type of traffic that I was hoping from people coming in and wanting to chat with us. So instead, what I'm doing is before each show, I'm going to have the pre-show on the same platform that I do uh, the Signals from Mars live stream. And then from there, I'm going to separate it out. The first hour is going to be one show. And then the second hour is going to be another show. The idea is that the second hour will be the guest interview or what have you. So I'm going to edit things up a little bit here with the shows and it'll provide you with more content. And at the same time, um, it'll, you know, if you don't want to check out these episodes or maybe you want to check out these episodes instead of the interviews per se. So just keep a lookout and see what the, um, what that what is in the content what is part of the episode that I'm posting before actually jumping on it and taking a listen to it so it may be something you know if you want to listen to everything great if you only want to listen to uh me chatting about new releases or stuff like that with um uh with my patrons then you could do that if you just want to hear the interviews just do that whatever works with you honestly And if you want to be involved in this first hour of the show every week, 
it's going to be open just to the patrons. If you want to get involved, it's two bucks a month. It's just that simple. Today, we're doing a patron thrash discussion, and it's going to be cool. I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised, or maybe not. Maybe there will be some controversy and some bitching when it all comes down to it. But uh, yeah, it's going to be the first discussion that we do where Iron Maiden doesn't clearly win <laughs> the, um, uh, the actual discussion on the show or, you know, come out first on top. And, and how I do this is that I ask patrons to submit their choices or top 10 choices, and then each choice is given a set of points. So number one gets 10 points, number two gets nine points, all the way down to number 10, which gets one point. And whatever amasses the most amount of points is what moves on or what is higher up on the list. So there you go. Anyway, so let's not take much more time and let's just jump right on into it. So this is uh, me and Jeremy talking about a bunch of different music related topics, specifically new releases and some other things we talk some we talk a bit about Def Leppard and their latest album Diamond Star Halos so uh here we go check it out Welcome one and all to the June 24th edition of the Mars Attack slash uh, Signals from Mars live stream. We are starting up an hour early as we are replacing the whole fireside thing. Uh, I mentioned it on this week's podcast where it just seemed kind of cumbersome, didn't work. Uh, It was difficult for people to sign up had audio issues, and what we're going to do is the first hour of the show will be more or less what we did on the um, pre-show, and then the second hour for this week's show will be the Ask the Host segment, where I'm going to uh, answer a bunch of questions that were sent to me by uh, patrons, and if you're in the chat, feel free to send your questions our way as well. So, um, there's that. Uh, Jeremy Weltman is joining me. If you watched last week's episode or listened to the podcast by chance anytime today, he was last week's guest. He's usually here every week for the pre-show. So now we get to see his uh, lovely face as well as hear his lovely voice, uh, with the comments for, um, for for the lead into the uh, main course, I guess you could say. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cool too because you're always you're Mister Patron's pick, so you discuss new music with us on a weekly basis usually. And um, so I mean, going over some of these new releases, I mean at least we could get your thoughts on which albums you may have checked out already or which you intend on checking out right away. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, day actually because I've, I've checked out the um, some singles today rather than albums, and 
there's been quite a few that's been released. So it's uh, it's been quite quite exciting. We'll we'll get to that in in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really cool new music that's come out, and it's okay. interesting because well, I'll I'll save that in a second because there's a correlation that I want to bring up here. So the album that I kind of wrote about was Air by the Warning. Um, if you've been checking out the singles or the EP that they released, you've already heard half of this album. Uh, this reminds me a lot of what bands used to do in the 60s where they would release a bunch of singles. Then at the end of a, of the year or after two years, you'd get an EP and or a full length, which with all those singles that they've released. So they've kind of done that. And a lot of it has to do with COVID. So I get it. Um, I think it's it's a strong release. I do think that the best songs were already released before the album did come out. But even still, it, it's it's a good listen nonetheless, in my opinion. Um, other albums that came out today, we have new albums by Porcupine Tree, Cahedon Cambria, Alexis on Fire, which I listened to today, which I like a lot of songs off of that. Uh, Ailstorm. A good pirate metal band that uh, always goes over well in Patreon with uh, the patrons. Uh, <laughs> Arthur Brown, on his 80th birthday, has released a new album. Uh, Belflagor, Victorious, Devil's Train, Decane, Overline, or One Line Drawing, Raptors, Fallen Sanctuary, Chaos Frame. Last week you had Chaos Magic, and now we have Chaos Frame. Um, let's see. We have Black Rose UK, Watashi Wa, Pathos and Logos, Mankind Grief, Emery, Druids, Enchantment, LA Cobras, Radeon, Collapse, Hush, Mind Collapses. So we have Collapses with an with a K, and we have Mind Collapses as well. Um Phil, Philosophia or Phila Sophie, jeez, oh, I can't pronounce this. Philosophobia, Philo, Philosophobia. All right, there you go. I knew I could get us out of the mud somehow. Candy and projected EPs from Manowar, the helicopters and limbs reissues by Suicide Silence, Tigers of Pantang, live albums from Blacksmith Cherry. And since we didn't have really any compilations, I added um, Your Mom, Greatest Hits, Volume 3. So um, there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Metal Dan is in the chat. Dan, hope you're doing great. He is commenting. He commented, Ailstorm, just found Fucked With The Anchor song. How fun. The audience wasn't chanting the song at a festival after the show. or the Yeah, okay. So I showed my kids and my wife a little bit of Ailstorm from Hellfest. And my kids, 9 and 10, their first reaction was, uh, was why do they have a giant rubber ducky in the middle of the, um, of the stage? So, um, yes, in Metal Dan, no, there were no D's Nuts jokes uh, with the Ailstorm footage. But anyway. Uh, Jeremy, any albums that stand out to you right away that uh, you want to jump into? Yeah, I've not actually heard any of those yet. So I'm obviously going to listen to most of them during the week. 
But um, the live—you mentioned a live album by Blackstone Cherry. That could be quite yeah. interesting because I saw them live at Download, and they were really good. So I'm looking okay. forward to hearing that. Um, I'll, I'll listen to you know I'll listen to them all and, and give them all a, an equal share of my time. So uh, we'll find out and hopefully pick a patron's pick from that lot next week. Cool. And um, something you alluded to before with new singles that have dropped. Uh, yeah. There, there were kind of quite a few heavy hitters here. Yeah. Uh, actually over like the last week or two. There's um, a new track by Ugly Kid Joe that came out, I think about a week ago, called um, That Ain't Living." They're putting out a new album. Shit, it's the only album that I didn't write what the name of the new album is. So uh, my mistake on that one. They're on tour as well at the moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're on tour in Europe. They're not touring the U.S. Hmm. Um. Have you had a chance to check that one out? Or no, not not that particular one. No, I was going to ask you what you thought of it. Okay, I think it's good. I don't think. Um, let's see, they released a full length. I think about two years ago, and two years before that, they released an EP, which I, I'm guessing was like between four to six years ago. And I got the crowdfunding on that just because I was able to get assigned. CD, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I thought that had some really good material on it. I haven't heard anything since then. Mm. That I think that has been as good. But this song isn't bad. It's really in the vein of like ACDC. So it isn't bad, but it also, I mean, it it isn't anything that, uh, you know, reinventing the wheel or anything that all of a sudden was like earth shattering to me, you know? Mm. Um, let's see. Um, there's a new queen, or excuse me, King's X track yeah. called rain, which, um, Anthony Mackey mentioned. Yeah. New just, is called three sides of one. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I just listened to that. Actually. It's about five minutes ago for the first time. Um, I wasn't that keen. I'll be I'll be honest, I wasn't that keen on it. Um I've never been a massive fan of the band either. Um I mean, obviously I'm gonna get lynched by Anthony about this, but um <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't wasn't much for it didn't really hit me. I'll give it another try. I'll give it another listen maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I I've listened to it I think three times so far after he mentioned it because mm. I was doing the show and since we were gonna talk about other new tracks that came out. I thought it would be a very interesting thing to to bring up. Um, I think with King's X, you kind of either get them or you don't. You know, there's yeah. there's kind of no in between because I know a lot of people that love them, and I know a lot of people that are don't get them. Um, I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I'm a huge fan of the Dogman album, but. Outside of that, there's songs here and there that I really like, and then there's a lot of stuff that I'm just not into. Um, I think this song sounds okay. Reminds me of uh, of Rush um, in different mm. places, and I I didn't mind it personally, but okay. um, I could see how this could be a grower though for a lot of people. Okay, well. I'll 
as I say, I'll, I'll give it another go. Okay. Always, always worth giving something a, a second chance, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, next album, or next single that uh, I've listened to a few times over the last few days, Queensryche, In Extremis, yeah. is the name of the track. The album is DNA, basically, is, is what it boils down to. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I um I immediately liked the track. I wouldn't I, I wasn't overboard on it when I first heard it, but I liked it. Uh I thought it was very similar to the last album The Verdict. So I thought it was, you know, in in many ways the production's very similar, but I thought there was some slight differences in the production as well. I thought it was a little bit more went back in the the old school sort of Queensryche sound. I thought the drum sound was a little bit different on this than the the last album, even though they've got the same producer. Um, right. I thought it was it was uh, the typical sort of Queensryche melodies and chorus that you've had over the last few albums. Uh, obviously, you've got Todd singing, and, and it's, it's very, you know, it's got that same sound. Um, I liked it, and I played it a few times. Uh, I, I watched the video as well, which was basically just the band playing. Um, right. which I which I kind of like, as you know, you know, I very much like seeing that seeing the band just playing the the track rather than having a stupid video or 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 all the uh, the lyrics come up or whatever. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was good. I'm I'm not going completely overboard, but I think I'm looking forward to hearing the album. The the lyric videos, it's funny though. I mean. We've talked about this on the patron group plenty of times where sometimes it's the downfall of the band because you find out how how dumb some of the, the songs are or how bad grammatically or even a, a lot of bands where obviously their, their native tongue isn't English and you find out how bad their, their English actually is and... Uh, mm. I've gotten that argument here plenty of times with bands where I've told them, hey, you know, I can help you guys if you want help trying to make your lyrics sound coherent. And I once had somebody tell me, uh, well, if, you know, Max Cavalera, you know, his lyrics aren't perfect, perfect. And I said to this person, well, if you're Max Cavalera in 1986, then you get no argument from me. But in 20." 22 where there's a million ways to get help on how to make your your lyrics not sound like gibberish uh there's kind of no excuse so <laughs> yeah uh, i think fortunately if, if queen's right were to do one at least it would be decent because their lyrics are you know usually pretty good so right <laughs> would be all right with them yeah so as far as this song is concerned with me I think it sounds a whole lot like Maiden. I think it sounds a whole lot mm. like Rush as well in certain spots. Again, it's the mm. second song that sounds like Rush to me this week. Um, I don't mind the song. I think it's a good song. I don't think it's a clunker by any means. But I don't think it sounds as good as any of the stronger songs off of The Verdict. Um, okay. I All do right. think that the songs off of The Verdict that I still go back to like uh, Light Waves, for example, which to me is possibly the best Queensryche song since Empire, possibly. Um, I don't think it sounds anywhere remotely as good as that. 
Um, trying to think of what the other songs are that I play off of that a lot. I think Blood of the Levitant is another one. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly. Blood of the Levant, yeah. I mean, that's that's my favorite track as well, really. Yeah, Blood of the Levant. Okay, you're right. Um, Man the Machine is another really good track. Yeah. Um, Inside Out's another one that I really like, and and Dark uh, Reverie as well is one that I yeah like as well. I I think this new song is good, but I don't think that it's as good as as these others. Um, but but my question is, um, do you think this song would fit on that album instead of the weaker tracks on that album? So you put this song onto that album, it would improve that album because you take off one that you don't like. Yes, I would say yes because it would probably make its way onto my Queen Drake playlist. Yeah. But it wouldn't be in that upper echelon, is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. It would kind of be a B level track off of the album. Yeah. And the other side of that, of course, is that this might be one of the better tracks off the new album. And if it's <laughs> one of the better tracks, then it's not quite up to the standard of the previous album the best tracks and you know we might be a little worried then that this album's not going to be quite as good but we don't know yet because we've only got the one song to go off so we're going to have to wait and see well the first single off of uh the verdict was dark was dark reverie that was the first single was it right yeah uh, then they released um blood of the of the levant and then they released um Light Waves, and then I think it was Man the Machine. I think those are the four video singles that came off of the album. So it's yeah. almost as if they release the weaker of the singles first. Um, right, yeah. So they might be doing the same, yeah. They might be doing the same. So if that's the case, then it's one of these things where, you know, I'm I'm rubbing my hands here saying, okay, ooh, what's next? Yeah. You know, so or maybe that's a lot of wishful thinking on my behalf, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing is I played this track. uh, I think I played it four times now today. And each time I'm listening to little bits that are different and I'm starting to get into it. So I'm thinking, well, if this is just a bog standard album track that they've released, like you say, and they're going to release two or three songs that are better than this. And I'm thinking, well, this album could be good. And this, you know, could be as good as the last album. I'm hoping it will be. And I think the verdict was definitely a, a step up from the previous album for me. Yes. Um, so, you know, if they just manage to keep up that level, the verdict level, then I think we're, we'll be okay. In my opinion, the verdict is the best album that they've released with Todd in the band. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of people will complain about the fact that Scott Rockenfeld doesn't play on the album. And yes, he's got a certain feel to his playing and he's a monster drummer. I've seen him live. But I honestly don't think that the songs suffer by not having him on the album. Also, um, Casey Griot, who's the new drummer, or at least has played on this album, um, is no slouch. He's been playing with Camelot for years. So he's used to doing, you know, a lot of progressive drumming in the style of Mike Portnoy and stuff like that. So there should be no problem whatsoever with him doing the Queensryche material. Obviously, he's doing it live. So for him to come in and do some of the studio stuff, it it mm-hmm. kind of makes more sense. And you know, I get the fact why they had Todd play on the last album 
because it was probably cheaper to have him play on it than to have Casey come in and do the parts. But maybe there was a thing there with Casey did his own thing on those songs. So maybe also they're figuring, well, we might as well just have him on the new album because if he's going to be playing them, it's going to sound as the same as the, um, as what we're releasing. So uh, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the album, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do we know when when it's coming out? I, I didn't notice myself. Um, I think it may be August or September. Yeah. Let me check here. Green okay. Drake DNA. Let's see. Uh, no. Let's see. Okay, so the album is called... Damn it, it just disappeared on me. Drake new album. Yeah, Digital Noise Alliance is what DNA mm. stands for. October 7th. Oh, so, so it's October, yeah. So a little, little wait yet, yeah. Um, let's see. Then the next single... This is a big one for a lot of people. I had uh, Ed Ferguson, for example. Uh, we've been talking back and forth about this one via Patreon chat, and it's Megadeth's new track, We'll Be Back. Yeah. Uh, the new album is The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead, which we've been hearing about this for some time. The uh, album was originally recorded with David Ellison. Then I guess Steve DiGiorgio, who's in Testament, re-recorded the bass parts. And now James Lomenzo is officially back in Megadeth. Um, what are your thoughts on this track? Yeah, I um, immediately I liked it because when I, when I listen to Megadeth, I really like stuff that they do that's quite melodic. So, mm -hmm. you know, they can do a lot of stuff that's really thrash. Uh, and they do other stuff that's a bit more melodic. And this was on the more melodic side. I like the killer riff that they had at the beginning. The only thing that got to me after listening to it three or four times was it's a it's a tired old theme. That's the war theme, which uh, you know Megadeth have, have had through many songs and albums yeah. previously. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it was it was a, a track that I enjoyed listening to and and that's the main thing you know is it if the whole album is is in that similar vein then i think i'd really quite like it yeah um that's one of the things that i mentioned to ed the first thing that i noticed was how it really fits a megadeth blueprint with the way especially how the soloing is at the end outside of the theme within the lyrics that you just mentioned but the mm. soloing to me is very reminiscent of a Wake Up Dead or a Hangar 18 or a Holy Wars, where yeah. the, end of the song kind of has the dueling solos going back and forth. So it's really playing into Mustaine's wheelhouse. And for as much as people love, you know, uh, Marty Friedman and Chris Poland, it's Dave's ship. So he's the one steering all of these various guitars, including Kiko now, um, to do what he envisions within these songs. So, I mean, it's cool that he's still putting out this high caliber music. And 
And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, even some of the albums that people weren't that high on by the band, I always found something good on them. I know that a lot of people hated Super Collider, for example. There's like three tracks off of that that I enjoy. Mm. Uh, Risk, there's really only like one song off of that that I like, but that's a different story. Um, (laughs) But even some of the um, albums after he put the band back together, I think that there's a lot of good material on on the albums. Um, My biggest problem with Dystopia was, you know, along the lines of what you mentioned, the themes were kind of, like tired themes. And then there were, you know, there were some people that I'd read about their comments and they were saying, Oh, look, see, you know, he's, he's over the top right wing or he's this, he's that. But then you go to think about it and it's like, okay, well, if he, if that's truly his train of thought, then why does he have a Brazilian and a Swede in the band? So (laughs) there's, there's a lot of things there that you could really you know, kind of absorb and take in and, and see what, uh, w- where he's going with things. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think with Megadeth, like you're saying, we know the themes, we know Dave, we know his guitar playing ability. And it's amazing that years ago he was talking about how his, you know, how he, his talent was diminishing and how, you know, physical problems were gonna, weren't going to allow him to play for much longer. And it seems like that was 20 years ago at this point, you know? So we've still gotten, you know, a lot of quality material out of him, in my opinion. There's other stuff that is questionable, but, you know, hey, uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, music is subjective. So you could like it or hate it. So, um, yeah. The, the other thing worth mentioning, of course, is that Dave's obviously had a problem with his throat. Didn't he have throat cancer? Yes. Um, and when I listened to the track, uh, I couldn't tell anything different with his voice, right. which was interesting. Now, obviously, Dave's got a, a very distinctive voice anyway, and it, we wouldn't describe him as as a real sort of powerful rock singer. You know, he's he's got right. that sort of he's got that uniqueness to his voice, which. Um, but but I, I I listened to it and I couldn't tell that there was any any sort of uh, deeper sound to his voice or a gravelier sound which uh, you know it, it affected him in any way. So I think he's sort of back to you know back to what he's doing and and that's that's a good thing as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm looking forward to the album. This album comes out on September second. Yeah, and. I, I think I think it's going to be a, a good one. Um, again, I said it from the beginning when Kiko was announced that he was going to be in the band. Uh, I thought it was a great move because he's you know he's been in a, a few different bands beforehand. Uh, I remember getting into um, an argument with somebody on Facebook saying, "Oh, Mustaine is so great at uncovering new people." You know, just like he uncovered Marty Friedman, he's he's uncovered this Kiko guy. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's been writing for <laughs> Guitar World for like 10 years now. You know, he's he's really isn't unknown. And I was like, well, Marty Friedman was part of Mike Varney's Shrapnel Records, putting out all of these instrumental albums for years. And the guy's argument was like, oh, well, you know, he's really not a well-known person. I said, if you're into Megadeth and you're into the shredding world, 
you know, chances are you were up on who Marty Friedman was before he joined Megadeth. You know, it's just just because just because he's new to you doesn't mean that he is not new to the vast majority. So (laughs) it would be like saying that, uh, I don't know, um, what's the name of the uh, blues guy that just that doesn't play with the pick? Ah, no, 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 no. It's no. a, it's a, a younger guy oh. that like in his twenties with long blonde hair that he's known for just playing with his thumb and his index finger plays a lot of ball and he, he ends up bleeding like every show because, you know, because he plays with his fingers with, uh, to, to strum instead of a pick. Mm. Uh, of course the name will come to me afterwards. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm not uh, sure who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and the last kind of big one that's come out, which was debuted last night, and I heard it first thing this morning. I was, well, I'll I'll get your thoughts first. Mm. It is um, (laughs) no metal, Dan. It wasn't these nuts. Um, (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne with the title track off of his new album, Patient Number 9. The track features Jeff Beck. Um, what's your thought on the track? Yeah, well, two things really. One is I thought that it was a, a quite a similar track to off his previous album, so it could have sat on his previous album quite easily. I thought the the chorus was you know something similar. I'd sort of kind of heard it before in my in my mind, um, but I liked it, and I thought that you know there's nothing wrong with Ozzy's voice. You know, obviously he's probably helped with all the technology, but you know it's 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 great to hear him sing. He's he's absolutely fine. I thought that Jeff Beck's guitaring was really interesting. You know, it was really different. I like the soloing on it. Um, but Jeff Beck's an absolute guitar maestro, yeah. you know, so he's going to do something special on anything that you do. Um, and I like the the fact that, you know, he's got a lot of different guests on this album. So I'm thinking this is just like one track with one guest artist and we're going to hear other stuff. I mean, apparently there's two t- Tony Iommi tracks that are really good on it. Um yes. Uh, you know, so there's there's other guests as well. Um, but I really liked it. I played it a, a few times, and I just think it's classic Aussie. It's certainly classic modern Aussie, uh, yeah. the stuff he's sort of been doing on, you know, the last album particularly. Um, and uh, at first I, I kind of thought the song itself was based upon all his, ho- his own hospital visits. Um, right. You know, he spent a lot of time in hospital and what have you. But he said – I read something today in Blabbermouth that he said, he said it was, this was about Sharon. Um, so I, d- I don't know whether, he, you know, something's gone to his head or whatever. I couldn't quite make out what he was talking about. But <laughs> uh, Metal Dan with the save. Jared James Nichols is the guitarist that I was looking for. Ah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, are, are you familiar with him? I've heard of him, yeah. I'm not familiar too much with his music. I've heard, uh, you know, the old tracks, yeah. Blues guitarist, I'm sure he he'll be uh, right up your alley there. Yeah, yeah, I love a bit of blues. <laughs> so, um, yes, and uh, Blue Saracino is not on the album. He did not produce it, although blues <laughs> is known for his producing more nowadays than anything else. Um, Andrew Watt produced this, and I'm assuming you know that he probably wrote the bulk of the material, um, similar to what you said. You know, it could fall in with. 
the previous album. It's funny that I've read some of the comments with people saying, um, saying, oh, this is his best song since blah, blah, blah. You know, unlike the rubbish on the last album, I'm like uh, written by the same guy, basically. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I truly think that, uh, you know, Andrew Watt, I, I, I'll continue to say this. I like what he did on um, a California Breed on, on that. I thought he was a really good guitarist on that. So I think he showed, and even with his, his solo material. But, you know, I get it. He's, he started doing, you know, pop albums, started working with Post Malone, who's a rap artist. And sometimes you just got to make sure you can heat your pool, you know? <laughs> it comes back <laughs> down to that. Mm. So, so I get it. Um, the video, interestingly enough, I saw it uh, about two hours ago where it's, you know, a guy who turns into a man bat, basically. Uh, so it's definitely, uh, you know, feeding into all the, uh, Aussie lore. So that's pretty cool. Um, I honestly en enjoy the, the song. I liked mm. stuff off of the last album, you know, except for the ballads and, and some of this and the two post Malone songs, uh, which I kind of don't care for. Um, the rest is actually, in my opinion, is is solid. Um, yeah, is, yeah I, is, I mean, is it better than Blizzard of Oz or Bark at the Moon or Ultimate Sin? No, uh, no way. But is there still good stuff on it? Yeah, I think so. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, let's let's see here when the album drops. The other thing is there's quite a few quite a few tracks with Zach Wilde on this one as well. Um I think he might yes. be on a, a, about four or five, maybe. Um so I think that you know they're gonna be good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh let's see here. I don't see the release date, but nonetheless. I think so that one's I think that one may be October as well. I've got a feeling it's a okay. a few months away, I think, yeah. So, okay, so Patient Number 9 features Jeff Beck. Immortal features Mike McCready of Pearl Jam. And before anyone goes apeshit over that, Mike McCready has a uh, UFO cover band. Uh, he also is known for being a huge fan of Kiss and Van Halen and stuff like that. So he's definitely a metalhead. So that'd be interesting to hear. Uh, Zach. On track number three called Parasite. Uh, track number four, Mr. Darkness is also Zach. One of Those Days, which is Eric Clapton. I'm assuming will be a ballad of some sort. Um, a Thousand Shades with uh, Jeff Beck. No Escape From Now. Tony Iommi. Nothing Feels Right. Zach Wild. Evil Shuffle. Zach Wild. Degradation Rules. Tony Iommi, interesting because both of the Iommi songs, if you just take it from the, the song titles, kind of seem like they're a play on getting old, you know? <laughs> um, you know, if you look at it, No Escape From Now, so kind of, you know, there's no escaping where they're at currently, mm. and Degradation Rules, so, you know, kind of falling apart rules kind of, kind of a situation. Yeah. So the last three songs, go ahead, sorry. No, just saying they've both been ill, haven't they? So uh, 
and they've yeah. both been very seriously ill as well. Yep. Yeah. And the last three songs, Dead and Gone, God Only Knows, and Dark Side Blues. It doesn't say anything about guests on that. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Andrew Watt's going to handle the guitars on that. Although the rest of, from what I've read, and of course I don't have, or actually, okay. So, oh, all right. So the track itself, Patient 9, was written by Ozzy, Andrew Watt, Robert Trujillo, and Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Ali Tamposi says. Mm. Featuring the solo from guitarist Jeff Beck. And the video was project with uh, McFarlane. Oh, so is that Todd McFarlane? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, yes. That's interesting. Todd McFarlane, best known for Spawn. Uh, I used to have an Ozzy Todd McFarlane figure years ago. He was like the first guy to start doing these, you know, outside of the the Kiss uh, figures back in the 70s. He, you know, before moving to Europe, I had Ozzy. I had Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, a bunch of Kiss figures. and. Mm-hmm. They were all Todd McFarlane figures. So, you know, Todd McFarlane is a very talented guy. Um, so that's interesting. I, I, I'm like every other Aussie release, even if it doesn't end up being a high ranking release for me. Um, it's still something that I'm going to look forward to. Yeah, so. absolutely. And also it's the, it's the first time that, that Tony Iommi and Aussie have ever collaborated outside of black sabbath on something so oh it's not true no on the iomi solo album called iomi yeah um ozzy's on that you're right yeah the absolutely brilliant let me see uh what the name of that song is it's a long time ago (laughs) it was 20 some odd years ago yeah um, where is this? Iomi from 2000, 22 years ago. The song with Ozzy is called um, Who's Fooling Who? Right, yeah, yeah. So, almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, At least for some time. <laughs> yes. So there yeah. you go. First time that yeah. they've collaborated outside of Sabbath in yeah. over 20 years. Yeah. So, Yes, Dan, that's yeah. that'll going to be a trivia question. There you go. I've already got that one wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, they're taking pre-orders for the album, and it's quite interesting, a uh, little bit of trivia for this as well, that the only signed copy you can get is a CD and cassette, but you can't get a vinyl that's signed, which is a bit strange. I looked all the way through all the different packages that they're doing for it. They're doing a, a clear vinyl, which looks quite nice. Um, And they're doing a box set, which really is an overpriced type of deal where you're not really getting a huge amount extra for it. But you can't get the signed copy unless you get that CD on its own. That's uh, interesting. Let me see here. Just wondering whether whether they took a load of box CDs to to Ozzy's house and he just signed them one day and they couldn't they couldn't deliver the vinyl or something but <laughs> it's weird 
Yeah, just wait for the deluxe edition a year from now. Yeah. We all know how that goes. <laughs> but the, there must be 10, there must be about eight to 10 different formats of this album that you can buy um, direct from, you know, from the website. Why am I not seeing this? It's just revolvers coming up. And Rough Trade, where's this? Rough Trade is in the UK. And they have gold, double gold vinyl. Um, you see, just Ozzy Osbourne, Wikipedia, Spanish Wikipedia, oh, Ozzy.com. All right. Upcoming tour dates. Are they being comical? Well, May 2023. Yeah, May 2023. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's see here. Who knows what illness Ozzy will have at that particular point in time? Well, who knows? You know, he just had the operation done. Mm. He's saying he's doing a lot better. So, so we'll see. Um, am I like not on the right page here? News, music. So, if you click on the music, if you click on the music tab, I think you'll it'll come up with that. And then it goes on to a list of distributors. I think you click on the top one. Okay, so I want a music store. Yeah. So on the top left is the new album and the music. Yeah, I'm looking someplace else, it seems like. Let's see here, music. All right, yeah. So, damn it. Come on now. Listen by now, okay? Official store. Mm. Oh my God, so many hoops to jump through. All yeah. right, here we go. So let me uh, let me pull this up. Share screen. This screen. There we go. Yeah. Right. So let's actually do it this way. No, let's go back. All right. So we have Super Deluxe Vinyl Box Out with Foil Cover Comic Book by Todd McFarlane. Slipknot, Slipmat, excuse me. Slipknot is not included inside of the packaging. And numbered poster. So that's $100. Mm. Limited edition crystal clear to LP vinyl with comic, as you mentioned. And the Slipmat looks like. Oh, no, slip mat is not included, although it's pictured. Okay, so that's $50. Limited edition comic book with CD and mini jacket, that's $20. Limited edition standard vinyl with comic book, $50. Limited edition soft pack CD autographed insert. Why did, based on the price, it's $18. Makes me think that. That somehow is isn't even his autograph. Like it's like a a printed version, like when you get like a oh, printed okay. ball, you know, for, from a team where autographed by the entire team, and then you realize that it's been printed on it. It wasn't yeah. actually signed by each member. 
Clear vinyl and slip mat, 35. Uh, standard CD jewel case, 10. Standard cassette, 15. Digital album, 10. Patient number nine t-shirt. This is kind of stupid. Why would you pay 10 bucks for the digital album if the physical CD is also 10? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, and that's not me looking for them to jack up the price of the CD, but shouldn't the digital album where there's no physical product involved be cheaper? You know, shouldn't. Yeah. You would have if thought so. Ten you thought so. Seven or five, you know. Yeah, and considering most people who have digital are going to download it from their their regular uh, subscriptions that that they yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's mad. Um, still tempted to. I'm I'm tempted to pre-order a, a vinyl just because I think this one's going to be probably slightly better than the last album just by who's on it. Um, I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> Will this be Ozzy's last album? Yeah, I I think it is. I think it will be. Although you know, you know, you can never say never. I mean, he he may decide that he can't tour, but he just wants to make more music, and he, he's you know he's kicking his heels doing nothing. He's still in his seventies, so who knows? You know, he he, he may want to do some more. I'm. Um- I'm completely down with that. If he just wants to release new music and doesn't want to, you know, go out and tour, I'm fine. You know, I've ne- I've yeah. never seen him or Sabbath live, unfortunately, but I get it. He's 70 something. He's having all of these health issues. You know, he's lived a pretty hard life. Um, and outside of that, that motorcycle accident or the quad accident has caught up with him. So, you know, it, it it is what it is. Um yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy if if he if he keeps doing music, I'm happy with that. If Def Leppard just keep touring and don't release music, I'm happy with that too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's let's be honest. How many of those songs off of uh, Diamond Star Halo have you gone back to and listened to? Zero. None. There, there you go. And it's funny because I kind of felt pity and added the first track off of the album, which I think is the only decent song off of the album. Mm. The, um, Take What You Want, or what's the name of the song here? It's the only thing that's remotely good on the album, and, yeah. and that's pushing it. And it's almost like me saying, okay, well, uh, yeah, take what you want. Um, I I need to add something to my Def Leppard playlist just to say, oh, I've got a song off of it, you know. Mm. I I th- I think that self titled album was so much better than this, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not expecting them to do High and Dry or Pyromania again, mm. but the problem is they're expecting that everything that they release is hysteria, and unfortunately, there's two huge components that are missing one is mutt lang and the even bigger component is steve clark yeah i i think by seeing what vivian campbell has done in the river dogs and in last in line seeing that he's still got talent to say 
hey, Viv, why don't you save one of those songs for us instead of using it in one of his side projects? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why they've why why they've gone down this route um Phil Collin convinced Brian Wheat of Tesla that he could get them back on the radio if he just lets them lets him co-produce and co-write the album Shock and how how many radio hits came off of that album mm. none you know um there's so there's so many bands whether it's Def Leppard whether it's Molly Crew, whether it's and I could name a ton more, where they're just trying to find old glories again and release version C of Two Steps Behind. You know, the song mm-hmm. wasn't good when it came out. You know, it's not good. You know, a regurgitation of that in 2020 isn't good. You know, I I, I kind of went on a rant with the last patron Patreon show, where with hysteria, you know, I can listen to all of On Through the Night, all of High and Dry, and all of Pyromania, but hysteria you start to get towards the end, and it's like, please just turn it off. It's there's just too much. Mm. You know, is, is that just me or with hysteria? Is that an album that you can still listen to in 2020 all the way through? I I can't personally know, um, and you know I, I just think I I I think the the solution for Def I I've got a solution for Def Leppard I think I know what they need to do I think they need to go down the Aussie route I think they need to get in guests on their songs and liven up the songs sharpen them up I mean let's face it they can play they can sing they can uh, they you know they're a good, still a great live act. They just need better songs. And so if they can get in some guests, as Ozzy's doing, you know, all these famous stars and to do the solos and to do, you know, to, to get some better structure on the songs, that might be that might be a thing for them. Well, they do have uh, Alison Krauss. That, that's a guest. She's on two songs on the new album. <laughs> yeah, not her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think to your point, I think if they worked with a Nick Raskolinix or an Andy Sneap mm. or someone that, yeah. you know, is going to take them and say, look, listen to those T-Rex albums. Listen to those UFO albums. Listen to the suite. And actually listen to those songs and listen to some of your earlier stuff and remember how you came up with these songs with these riffs with these solos and now come back to me and write something you know it doesn't have to be the same we don't want a carbon copy but just you know or work with mike frazier who did that last uh, acdc album you know someone who's mm. you know you, they these bands sometimes need someone to say no yeah. Need need someone to say, hey, you know what? There's a reason why this album is a million dollar selling album. Sure, the the band's name means a lot, but at the same time, they 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 need someone to 
to write this ship. You know, um, it's the same argument I have with, with Maiden. If Martin Birch were still behind the boards, do we get death of the Celts? Mm, yeah. Death of the Celts or, you know, do, yeah. do we get a lot of, you know, of what they've released after brave new world? I don't think so. I, I think that we get maybe 10 songs out of, you know, the five albums that they've released, you know? Um, mm. and, yeah. and that's kind of the thing, you know, these, a lot of these bands are, are, are too busy stepping on their own dicks to realize that, you know, maybe, yes, maybe they don't know as much as they think that they do. Priest is your perfect example. How many albums did they self-produce after uh, Rob Halford came back? Roy Z did the first one, Angel of Retribution, which is probably the best until Firepower. You've mm. got Nostradamus. You've got... Um, uh, deceiver of souls, deceiver of stools. Um, <laughs> just two really bad and mediocre albums, in my opinion. Then they work with Tom Allum and with Andy Sneap again, and they get back on the right course because there's people there to say, hey, mm, it's okay, but this can be better. Yeah. Um, I think um, Def Leppard needs somebody like that. I think they really need someone to sit down and say, look, put the fucking skinny ties away. Put the suits away. You're not a wedding band. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking rock band, for God's sakes. You know, go out there in some T-shirts. Go out there in some jeans, you know. You guys were a working. You started out as a blue-collar band, you know. Where did the meat and potatoes go? Oh, I'm sorry. It it OD'd on the side of the road back in, you know, the early 90s. That's that's the unfortunate yeah. reality, you know. The the bite is gone. So I'm just I'm just worried that they won't go back now. I, I think they've become like Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi are exactly the same, you know, they they're they're just absolutely pathetic. And <laughs> and I think that Def Leppard are, are, are ending up in that sort of territory. I think people will still, um, you know, they'll still buy their stuff. That's the problem. As as people still buy Bon Jovi stuff, I'm sure, you know, they're big sellers still, just by the name alone. Yes. Uh, Want to say hello to Jose and Paula in the chat up in Connecticut. Um, so here's my question to you. Would you rather listen to a new Def Leppard album in 2022 or new Bon Jovi album in 2022? I'd rather, I'd rather set fire to my toes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fourth option. Yeah. Set fire to your toes. Listen to new Bon Jovi, new Def Leppard or wear a Man U jersey. I definitely wear the Man U jersey. I, I don't want to listen to those two. And to be honest, I don't really want the pain of burning my toes. So I'll, I'll stick the shirt on for a day. It's not a problem. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what the real option is. The real option is to listen to new music new, by new bands. And that's, that's the answer. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 